Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the I Love Me podcast, where we talk about self-love, positivity, and how to love yourself for all and everything that you are. Today, I'm joined by my very special guest, Tayeb, and I think I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, Thor. Hi, listeners. My name is Tayeb, and I was born in a small town in Pakistan called Jhelum. I came to Canada in January 2019, and I am doing a psychology major and a biology minor here at MTA. Oh, nice. So let's just get straight into it. Let's do it. Like, okay. Have you ever had any like negative experiences within your life, whether in Pakistan, here in Canada, the transition from Pakistan to Canada? Let us know. Yes. Um, Negative experiences are unavoidable. I feel like, like everyone else, my life was full of ups and downs. I do tend to focus more on the ups, not downs, but um, I do acknowledge the downs every day of my life. Back home, I come from a conservative, religious, somewhat extremist society and a country. So I think most of my issues or my negative experiences revolve around bullying, um, mental health issues, and just the stress of following extreme social norms and roles. But here in Canada, I think um, the negative experiences are just different. They revolve more around like microaggressions and, um, you know, academic stress and all. Yeah, um, I can definitely agree. Like back home in the Bahamas, microaggressions aren't a thing. Yes. Because like everyone, like you, you're you're used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like you're used to seeing like different styles, different body types, different hairstyles, mm-hmm. and things like that. Like different last names, different people speaking different languages. And now when you come to Canada, it's just like, oh well, you're new. Where are you from? <laughs> and so, would you like to share any of your experiences that you've had with like microaggressions here? Yeah, so I would like to add on to the statement that you just made. Um, I feel like back home, I belong to the major groups, the major gen- major gender and the ethnic group or the religious one as well. So I don't really know how to, I, I didn't really know how to identify the microaggressions because I never faced them. I never went through any racist or Islamophobic experiences back home because that was that I am a part of the group, major group, you know, the dominant group. But when I came to Canada, I think it it all just flipped. Um, I wasn't dominant anymore. I was, um, I was part of a minority now, and the shift was hard. I think it was difficult. Yeah, like um, I know, like on my previous podcast, like people were like, "Yeah, since I came to Canada, uh, this lady one time touched my hair and was like, oh my god, yeah. it's like so nice.'" And I, it's just like what is going on people getting mm-hmm. stopped by tsa for like a uh, in quote random search when we all know it's not yes, random yes. it's targeted towards minorities mm-hmm. very obvious very clear and it it's as if like we see so much uproar around us like with racism and how it has affected like all the nations around the world through whether systematically mm-hmm. the through injustices like the police police brutality and so on and so forth like that and like we it's like why why do we still have to deal with this in the yes. 21st century like why mm-hmm. is this still a thing it's like at this point everyone should be educated about what's going on and what's right and what's wrong at this point yeah but it's like the message is not getting across like 
why is it that you can't take the time to do your own research about the issues that minorities face? Mm-hmm, Especially mm-hmm. when coming to a country where they are the minority. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's not really our job to like educate anyone on why do we not deserve to feel discriminated against. I I don't know why do I have to tell people to not touch my hair. I, I say that because it has happened to me as well. Like I have long, black, dark, uh, somewhat curly hair myself, like an ethnic curly hair, I guess, which I'm obsessed with. But a lot of people here in a small town like Sackville don't have not seen those hair. So I ha- I don't know. I think it, it happened three times in like a grocery store line where a lady or a, anyone would like go touch my hair. And Wait, just like, randomly touch it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like. Or even randomly, even I think it happened once when she actually touched it, and like she just started like playing with my curls. Um, but the other times it was just like a compliment, which felt like a compliment at the moment. But afterwards, I th- I thought about it and it wasn't a compliment I, to yeah. me. So what it was like, I don't know why, but all three times it was a different person. But what they said was the same thing. Um, so the first lady who touched my hair and like started, I I I felt so entitled at that point. I was like, oh my god, I'm receiving a compliment. And <laughs> but afterwards, you think about it and you realize that it wasn't really a it was a compliment, but it was something else in disguise, you know. Yeah. So every time, all three times, they were like, oh my god, you have such beautiful lush hair. Are you from Mexico? And I was like, um. No, I'm nowhere near Mexico. I am all the way from Pakistan. Um, and I think this is just one of the examples of microaggression that um, international students or international people face in a country like Canada. The other types would be I've had in my first semester or first year, I've had a lot of people be like, oh, my God, you speak such good English for a Pakistani and I'm. I don't. I don't know if they realize that English is our official language. I have gotten all of my education That's in English. Crazy. Yeah. Since my first, or even before my first grade, um, we tend to focus more on English, more than our national language, which is Urdu. Thanks to colonialism, I guess. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, like I can def agree with what you just said, especially like for us back at home, it's more. Like, I don't want to make it seem like we don't face struggles back at home as well. Because mm-hmm, yeah. when I go back at home, the first thing my family says to me or the first thing someone says in my family is like, oh, my God, you put on so much weight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What have you been eating? And then it creates this body dysphoria within my yes. mind because I'm here in Canada and I'm thinking, oh, I'm eating such small portions. Oh, I'm losing weight. My friends are telling me like, oh, yeah, from like first year, you look like you lost like so much weight. Mm-hmm. And then I go back home and it's just like all of that just goes out the window. Yeah. Like, have you had those experiences with your, in your life? Um, yes. Um, I think most of my life I have gone through body struggles and body image issues. I still yeah. go through them, but I don't, I know how to deal with them, I guess now better than before. I think back home, I don't know if you would relate to this, but back home, there is a specific weight limit. If you're out of that weight limit, you're not, you, you don't deserve respect, I guess. Um, so you're either like, oh my god, you're too fat, or you're you're too skinny. You do you eat too much, or you don't eat enough. Yeah, it's always that. Um, I know in my high school and even before my high school, I I was a big person, and I've had most of my bullying was surrounding that. Um, so people would just like touch me in inappropriate areas, I guess. Um, I had man boobs, <laughs> so they would just grab me from them, and I was, 
I, I would feel uncomfortable. I would feel extremely disrespected, but I couldn't do anything because people around me were laughing at me as well. Um, I guess I would just cry back home in my room late, later that night and would just like curse God. Why did he make me like this and all? I didn't realize I was a kid. I was a selfish, um, not selfish, but I was a dumb kid, I guess. Um, and I think growing up, it's just small comments from people that people don't don't really think about them before saying, but your comments have a lot of impact on someone else's life. And I think a few years ago, I because I was so frustrated, so I started going to the gym. I lost more than 13 kgs. I don't know how much that is in pounds. I lost more than 13 and a half kgs in like less than two months. And I was, a, I was, I wasn't skinny, skinny, but I lost a lot of weight. Like you could notice. So people just started being like, oh my God, you're so thin now. You, you've lost so much weight. And I was like, where was this respect before? Yeah. Like three months, three months ago, I felt like no one wants to even look at me. And now I'm getting praises just because I, struggled through in the gym i guess yeah like i like first of all let me say i'm so sorry that you have to go mm-hmm. through that experience within high school because like for us when we go into like grade seven or like what do they call that middle school yeah. here like it's like this switch because like in grade six like no one really cares about like your body weight like, mm-hmm. they're just like oh yeah you're, you're like yeah. the tallest in the class or like you're the biggest in the class but like no one really cares about that stuff but, like when we go into like grade seven and grade eight and grade nine it's like there's a flip and it's like oh why are you so fat why exactly. are you so big mm-hmm. why, why are you like this mm-hmm. and then you look at yourself and then this creates like problems within your mind like why was i created like this yeah why is why 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 are people treating me like this just because of the way i look mm-hmm. and then you start to look in the mirror and you start to look at yourself and be like am i really ugly am i really yeah. what these people say they are and so like when you went through those experiences of like people bullying you people touching you inappropriately which i don't condone mm-hmm. and like microaggressions what emotions did you go through okay like i i was scared even stepping out of my room sometimes because it's not it's not always strangers it's it can be people around you people yeah. in your own family um it can be like one one statement that they said as a joke mm. um yeah it can hurt the most you know um so i was scared all my life even stepping out of my house or my room um i think I developed like intense system intense symptoms of um, body dysmorphia. Um, I say symptoms because I was never like diagnosed. Mental health isn't a thing back home. We can't go to therapies. Um, I sometimes I would just be scared of even stepping in front of the mirror. I would just sometimes I would just go in front of the mirror and I would just see like a um, like a pile of you know a fat some monsterish ugly person um but yeah i i i did develop those symptoms and i i worked a lot on you know um going over them i guess yeah like i can definitely agree because like when i go in the mirror now like even when i like let's say i hop out the shower and like i look in the bathroom Mm -hmm. mirror sometimes i just look away from it because like i think about like the things that everyone has said to me like oh you're too fat you're too big you're too this you're too that and then now like sometimes i'm like that but then other times i'm just like i'm Mm -hmm. doing like my little struts in the mirror i'm looking at my body and be like damn i look so good Mm -hmm. and like for me i find that's a switch when i go back home because like 
when I go back home, my family is the first one that's like, oh my God, you put on so much weight. Oh my God, you should have a salad instead of eating this. Like it's a subtle hint that make me feel like, why did I even come home to be around this energy? Like why? And so like, I completely and definitely understand Mm -hmm. like what you're saying. And now I feel like, you are so confident. I like, am. you are literally the most confident person I know, personally. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lesson is giving you some competition. <laughs> but you are one of the most confident people I know. How did you gain such confidence? Um, self-hate, I guess. And I literally hated myself most of my life. I hated the way I looked. I hated the way I talked. I hated the, I hated the way I walked. Um, just interacted with other people. I hated every single thing about me. Um, and yes, there were people around me who constantly reminded me of those things. Um, so I hated myself even more, I guess. But I think it's better said than done. Um, I think my the, the motto of my life was fake it until you make it. So I started faking the confidence. I pushed myself to go out of my room and out of my house and, you know, whatever however i feel like and it took a lot of time and effort but now i'm i'm at a place where i'm more embracing myself as who i am i'm still not there but i'm maybe more than halfway there i guess yeah i can definitely agree because now i see you walking around you're always in like these little nice outfits Mm -hmm. always like on your spine serving you know yeah definitely slaying the looks Mm -hmm. and so even though you're confident you remain like a positive person Mm -hmm. and so like i'm just like i like i'm just trying to give my listeners like tips on Mm -hmm. like how do you remain such a positive person even despite what you face i think it's different for every person um you just have to like find the right balance in your life I do believe self-hate is very underrated and self-love is so overrated. I know it's so easy for people to say, oh my God, just love yourself. It's not that hard. Mm, It's hard. It is. It's hard. When you go through certain experiences in your life, it's really hard even looking in the mirror. And when I, in my last statement, I said, I'm I'm still not there. By that, I meant, I still have those days where I don't want to look at, look in the mirror, no matter how good I look, no matter how good my outfit is, no matter how good I'm feeling, it can just take one second to switch everything. It can take like one comment. And the other, the person who says the comment doesn't even realize, you know? Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, so it, it's different for every person. For me, I think um, it was just pushing myself, uh, forcing myself to do things that I wasn't comfortable with. It was very easy in Canada. I think when I came to Canada, I evolved as a person because I didn't have to like follow the strict rules. I didn't have to care about what other people will say because everyone here was a stranger. So I didn't really care about what a stranger has to say about me. Um I didn't have my friends and family start like constantly commenting on my body and my body weight and how much I've gained, how much I've lost. I was a different person uh, in Canada. So I think it was easy for me to like try on new things and force myself out of my comfort area. And I think you would agree, like when I came to Canada my first semester, all I wore was like baggy shirts and trousers and I dressed like a homeless person. Don't forget the pajama pants. Yes, pajama <laughs> pants. I still have those. Um <laughs> Uh, I do wear them sometimes. Um, yeah, so I think that's when I 
that's when that's when i was thinking about you know trying something else getting out of those pajama pants and trying out a jean maybe like a skinny fit you know to make yeah. my ass look good <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i can definitely agree like doing things outside of your comfort zone to like increase your happiness or self-love or your positivity mm-hmm. within yourself because for me i find that i th- normally seek that within others you know like i'm always looking for someone to give me that compliment and when i get that compliment i'm just like oh mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. i i have to learn how to like tell myself that i look good and value that just mm-hmm. as much as as if it was coming from another person yeah. and like so that's what i find that i need to like do better like value my own opinions and what i think about yeah. myself as if it was coming from someone else. Yeah, I I do think that was a huge part of my evolution as a person in Canada. Um I didn't really like I didn't just wake up one day and be like, "Oh my god, I'm just going to wear that instead of this and kind of step out." It wasn't like that. It was okay, I'm going to wear it. I'm going to stand in front of the mirror and I'm going to see what I feel like. Okay, it's the first day. I don't feel good. Let me just go back to my pajama pants and just go back to bed. <laughs> I I try again next day. I'll try again next day. I'll try again next day. I'll try again until I have the confidence to tell myself that you look so amazing. You look so different and you look so gorgeous <laughs> um, in front of the mirror and I think that is one point where when when you reach that point where you're able to like validate yourself, you're able to like give yourself the compliments. Um it's easy for you to step out. of the house or like go in front of the other people wearing whatever you're wearing and presenting yourself as a different person but again um for me it can be hard sometimes to just um accept compliments it's very hard i think you would agree i don't take compliments very well uh, either i i it just boosts my self confidence or i just don't believe it at all i i just be like oh yeah maybe he's just saying it because he has to. Yeah. Doesn't really feel like it. Yeah. Um so yeah, it it's it's just the mood is different depending on the day and depending on the side of the bed I wake up on. <laughs> yeah, like for real, like you just can't like say, "Oh, I don't look good to say. I don't feel good to say. I don't like what I'm wearing to say." So you just give up and like mm-hmm. don't try again. Mm-hmm. Because like if you don't try again, that's when you begin to fail and then that's when you begin to like fall down into this pit of like hating myself and looking at all analyzing each insecurity mm-hmm. one by one by one instead of like embracing them and like putting dirt into the pit to like make yourself rise up each time you accept a part of yourself that you didn't mm-hmm. love before and i think that's what you have to do just keep trying again um, and again yeah i i think i somewhat disagree with that statement oh um yes because talking about the pajama pants again uh, i'll use myself as an example um I was most comfortable in those pajama pants. Um I was comfortable in going in front of the people in those because I I I knew that I I didn't look good but I felt good. Um so there were two ways. The one was I just get out of the pajama pants and go try on something new or I embrace those pajama pants. I did try the first one, but either way it's a success. Um if i would have embraced a pajama pants and if, if i would have been sitting in front of you in those pajama pants it would still be a success if i was co- if i was confident if i was telling myself that i love myself in those pajama pants um you don't always have to like you don't always have to keep trying 
sometimes it's okay to give up sometimes it's okay to embrace wherever you're at at your life um you don't always have to keep evolving and trying hard and forcing yourself that can be mentally draining yeah oh my god you just opened my eyes mm-hmm. to like a new perspective yeah and like i love that you know like do what's best for you and do what only you can take because because like Sion says every day of my life <laughs> you are the only person that has to live in your body for the rest of your life 100 so do what is best for you mm-hmm. and so we know that every time like everyone's not in their happiest moments like you're not always that confident person yeah you're not always that person that like brings other people happiness and joy sometimes you have those moments where like you're just down like you're just not having a good day Mm -hmm. so what do you find yourself doing to like bring yourself back up to this confident person that Um, you are i think i don't try to bring myself back up i like i said I, i i do believe failure and having a bad day are so stigmatized and so demonized true that um true that failure is not always a bad thing being not at your best is not always a bad thing not succeeding is not a bad thing it's just that emotions are there to feel them so when i'm at my bad day i try to embrace it i try to identify that i am not at my best right now um and instead of changing that i would just go through it not force myself because I, again forcing yourself can be mentally draining and when you're at when you're not at your best you don't want more mental drainage you just want i just live with it i just embrace failure yeah. i never fail though <laughs> yeah like i definitely agree i'm not the type of person that like i allow myself 24 hours to go through all of the emotions mm-hmm. like i allow myself 24 hours to feel everything i'm supposed to feel mm-hmm. And then after that I analyze the situation. I understand like why it happened, yeah. how it's affecting me, how I can improve and move on from the situation after those 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Because I realize that like if I stay within those emotions for too long, I give it too much power. Yes. And like it overcomes me and like it becomes like the threshold that takes me over to over the edge to like go back and revert to like old habits and old ways of dealing with mm-hmm. issues when i was in that headspace at yeah. that time and so that's just what i do basically yeah i th- and i think when you're not at your best you just need to give yourself some time and some you need to find that right head right headspace and it can take some time for you to like get to that right headspace and you don't have to like force yourself on anything you can force yourself on doing like small things so for example me if i'm not if i'm not at my best if i'm not doing the best mentally right now um i would just clean my room or and text me yeah or text you <laughs> that helps a lot sometimes most of the times um so yeah even taking a shower uh cleaning my room small things like this make a lot of difference Yeah, I can definitely agree cuz like there's not there's always that one moment when your room was so yes. dirty and you clean it, it and then you just take this sigh like Yeah. <sighs> it just it just feels different. Yeah. It, it just feels different. like you're you're like in New York, you know, <laughs> in a fancy apartment now. 
yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I did clean my room yesterday, so I'm very proud of it. It took me three hours. Three hours? It was dirty. It was <laughs> so dirty. I had like three piles of laundry. The first one was dirty. The second one was clean from my last laundry session. The third one was, it was dirty, but it was okay to wear them again. <laughs> So I had like three piles in my room. So I had to like sort them out, you know, clean what had to be clean, (laughs) put the rest in the closet and all. (laughs) Yeah. And like that like makes you so happy. Like Mm -hmm. after you do just such a small thing, you get that sigh of relief. Yeah. You feel such happiness and such joy. And I know for me, like my happiness is so precious to me. Like I hold it dear to my heart. And like whenever I'm happy, I always come into work. I light up a room. But Mm -hmm. like if I'm upset... You will know I am I upset. Know. Mm-hmm. You will know I am upset because I am the most quiet person ever. Like, I am so, like, loud, rambunctious, like, outgoing, extroverted when, like, I'm happy, I'm everything's going well. But if I'm sad, I turn into the most introverted person ever. I am just so sad. I know. You're you're very you unapproachable when you're sad. You would just be sad. And if I would have asked you, like, yo, Thor, what's going on? Are you okay? You'd be like, never mind. Yeah, I'd be like, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's good. okay. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what does your happiness mean to you? Um, that's a very good question. I I don't think I ever think about it. Um, I do feel like I don't want to define what happiness is. Mm. I don't want to define the actions or the emotions that bring me happiness. I don't want to like define the moment. I just want to like just let it come to me. You know. I don't want to like strive hard for happiness. I just, I'll just, I'll just do my thing and I'll let it come for me. Um, yeah. So like, for example, when I, when I said even cleaning your room, sometimes people don't celebrate these things. I do. I celebrate them. Um, obviously when you're cleaning your room after like two months, you need to celebrate them. <laughs> it takes like three hours, but still like even small things like going out and just like treating yourself for like a, I don't drink coffee, but like a matcha tea latte from Ida's that, that brings me happiness. Sometimes spending just time alone brings me happiness. Sometimes sleeping for an extra hour, sometimes just not sleeping at all. Some, sometimes watching a movie at 4 a.m. Sometimes just eating a piece of vegetable after two months. Uh, sometimes drinking a glass of water. And I feel like these small things people forget to celebrate. Yeah. And these are the small things that bring me happiness. They have like such an impact within your life. Yeah. I don't know about the no sleep part but i'll definitely give it a shot and see how happy i am the next (laughs) do not i remember the times you used to stay up all night just to study for an exam in campbell hall yeah i still do that sometimes (laughs) did it bring me happiness not that well at the moment yeah but not not the day after the day after don't talk to me i will punch you in the face (laughs) so now that we're coming to the end of this podcast, what 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 is what is your definition of self-love and what does it mean to you? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Um self-love is something very overrated to me, I guess. Um probably because self-hate was a big part of my evolution as a person. Self-hate was something that made me evolve. Some and what I am right now, self hate, played a very important role. And just like love, 
hate is an emotion and i don't know why it's so stigmatized is just something you feel i just feel like sometimes you just got to let yourself feel that but self love for me is just embracing myself as who i am just celebrating my identity celebrating my culture my religion my ethnicity every single aspect of me that makes me me yeah like i can <laughs> yeah, i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. yeah like i can definitely agree because like for me now like i'm like i'm growing and i'm climbing my stairs when it comes to self mm-hmm. when it comes to self self love because i know like Every time, like, I record, like, let's say I record, like, a PSA in the studio here at CHMA, or, like, I record, like, a good morning message for, like, someone to, like, play on the radio, I always find myself, like, analyzing my voice, like, oh, why do I sound like that? Mm -hmm. Why do I walk like that? But I think self-love for me is just, like, listen, you talk how you talk, you walk how you walk, you walk who you are, and if they don't like it... I was going to say a bad word. Forget them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, people's opinions only have power if you allow them yes. to have power yes so therefore i'm going to be me i'm going to do me and if you don't have an issue with me being me and doing me then you could decide not to be around me 100 percent. and i feel like what why i said the self-love was so overrated is because how much people force it on you yeah people just force the fact that you have to love yourself mm-hmm. it's not always true and it's not always easy it's not always that is necessary yeah. sometimes you just need those bad days those bad days are what makes you feel happy later yeah and then sometimes you might love an aspect of yourself that might be toxic to others Mm -hmm. because like you might love how you're so like selfish with yourself like you i totally feel that i i feel like i talk a lot i'm I'm self-obsessed and i'm proud of the fact that i'm self-obsessed and i i like like right now it it annoys a lot of people but i've learned to not give a i've learned to not (laughs) care about I've learned to like not care about that because at the end of the day, that's what self-love is. Just complimenting myself in front of everyone if I have to. Um, just reminding myself of how amazing, how beautiful, how gorgeous, how... What are some other words? Um, find some other adjectives. Um, fine. <laughs> um, Narcissistic. <laughs> I am. It's not a bad thing. If it makes me happy, I don't. I don't care about the world. The world can. Period. The world can find its own ways to be happy. Listen, he says this, but I promise you, like, if we go to a party and we go to like take pictures in the mirror, it's not like he's just like, oh my god, I look so good. He's like, yeah, you look bad and I look good. That's not true. <laughs> that is so. Not- I I do I do say that I'm I'm the best looking person on the earth. That doesn't mean like everyone else around me is ugly. It's just like eh, y'all can try harder, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I feel like everyone is beautiful in their own way. Um, Yeah. So, like, do you have any, like, rules for your self-love when it comes to, like, those moments you hate yourself? Do you have any, like, rules for your self-love? Most importantly, talk to myself. Mm. Um, Just remind myself every day, every second if I have to. You might be crazy if you talk to yourself, no? Well, it's okay. (laughs) It's me at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of people who keep reminding you of how bad you are at things, how bad you look, how 
part of a person you are they keep reminding you in the in direct or indirect ways but it's you who have to remind yourself to be you no matter what and sometimes i also just try to let go of what i'm feeling in the moment i it's not forcing yourself but it's just like switching from one emotion to another um but yeah yeah like for me like at this point like i am so much in my own mind i don't even care like mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm just going to surround myself with positive people people who are on the same wavelength as me and if you're not there then i'm sorry you gotta go yeah you gotta go yep, yep, yep. like i've let go of so many friends just to keep just to protect my peace and my happiness and yeah, there's always like there there was like always this debate where like people are like, yeah, like I protect my peace and I protect my happiness. And like sometimes I don't always agree with that because I feel like that's sort of like a selfish yes, statement. Yes. Because like if someone is going through something, I understand you want to protect your peace and protect your space and protect your spirituality mm-hmm. or whatever. But you have to realize that, like, sometimes we have to put ourselves in these moments, not only to help others, but to learn from them and to learn from this experience that we go through with them. And so I feel like sometimes you have to disrupt your peace to get back to the peace that you originally wanted. Yeah. And I always I I don't know if it's a very cliche statement, but you know how you're like traveling in the airplane and something. And in one of the instructions, they say, put your own oxygen mask before you help others. Yeah. And I think that's how your everyday life is if you are not feeling the best how are you supposed to make someone else feel their best exactly if you can't love yourself how the hell are you gonna love somebody somebody else else? can i get an amen up in here amen (laughs) and so as we close out this podcast my final question to you is if you could give any piece of advice to someone who was in your situation, coming from Pakistan, now coming to Canada, or just living in Pakistan and is being surrounded by the adversities you faced, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? I think the most important thing I've learned is to unlearn some things. Mm. Um, so I would advise people to just be open to learning new things but also be open to unlearning the old things um let go of some stuff it's okay um yeah yeah like uh like i can definitely understand because like when you learn some stuff you come to canada and you're like this is what i learned so this is what i'm gonna stick by but like sometimes you have to switch up your movements yeah to like make yourself a better person at the end of the day and especially for people if you're if they're coming from a country like pakistan to canada they're two different parts of the world they, they have their own culture they have their own traditions you don't have to follow their culture and traditions but you need to learn how to respect them and you, you need to learn how to value them but also protect your own. Period. That's you also period. not not also protect, but also celebrate your own. Yeah. And if you feel like also spread, spread mm-hmm. it. Um, so be true to who you are, but be open to learning new things. Oh my God. You are just delivering some beautiful messages on the I Love Me podcast thank you. today. <laughs> oh my God. I want to thank you again for being another guest on my podcast. You are one that I was really anticipating. If you don't know, Tab is my best friend at this point. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Tab is my best friend at this point. And like, we've known each other for years. And like, 
I just can't get rid of him now, so. Yeah, you don't have any choice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having me and giving me the space to talk about stuff. Um, and I love you so much. And I do look up to you sometimes. Aww. Um, sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for just being you. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences because you talked about some stuff I didn't know. And now we're going to have conversations after this show. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thank you for coming back on another episode of the I Love Me podcast. His name is Tayab and he shared his experiences. And my name is Thor and I am the host and I'm going to be sharing my own experiences with my guests. So if you want to learn to love and appreciate and respect everything that you are, come back next week for an all new episode of the I Love Me podcast. My name is Thor. My name is Tayab. Follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. Drop your at name if you want. Uh, It's (laughs) T-A-Y-Y-A-B-599. See you there. (laughs) (laughs) And we are out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Period.